Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how's your day going so far? Howdy doody. Doing well. Howdy doody indeed, Joe. Mm-hmm. So, this week's movie, well, actually, if this is your first episode of the podcast, what we do is we watch bad action movies, and we go plot point by plot point, so you don't have to watch it, and uh, we make fun of it, and we are three quarters of the way through our uh October theme, which is Brawloween, which yeah. is a great name. I'm already trying to think of a better name for our December movies. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the December movies so we don't get stuck in a Brawloween situation. It'd be great if we made it to November 1st and that's when you got the better name. Oh, I would be so... Or it's like God the, damn it. The ending of Jason X, I'm just like, ah, yeah. trick or feet, because you're kicking them. Or something else. <laughs> so I was, I was... Because uh, December is going to be holiday action movies. I was brainstorming uh, uh, eight crazy fights. Okay. But then we need to do eight movies. That's the problem. Can't do that. <laughs> so, Brawloween is our exploration through um, supernatural movies, we'll say, with some, with some action in it. We've done, uh, we transitioned from Seagal September with Against the Dark two weeks ago. Last week, we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. This week is Hellbound, and next week is Jason X, the movie that, Joe, you pretty much started this podcast so you could talk about Jason X. Yes, yes, very excited. So, Joe, you do not have any financials for this. because not. Because the movie studio, this was the last movie they made. It was the third to last movie they released. What was the last one they made? It was Canon Group, Joe. And does Canon Group sound familiar? No. Cannon Group did last week's movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I'll be damned. We're running into it. Dude, we are so good at the unintentional lead-ins to the next movie. It's, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And um, they also, they've done some movies that might show up later. Like uh, they did like Kickboxer and um, Bloodsport. They did a lot of just like those like kitschy 80 movie, 80s movies. And they survived all of that. And then Hellbound killed them. To get taken down by Hellbound. To get fascinating. Like uh like Chuck Norris talking to uh his confidential informant, just shooting him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can't kill us. He's like, Oh yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I will. And then a guy with a mop on his head told him to stop. Hey, come on, guys. Come on, chill cool. out. It's all gravy. <laughs> So, Joe, Hellbound follows Chuck Norris going to Israel to answer questions about a rabbi that was murdered. Well, not only that, but they uh, carry his body back to Israel. They escort it there. Which... Only to leave it at the airport. (laughs) Yeah. They escorted it about 99.9% of the way there. And there's that... The poor rabbi... I, I can't say his name because it sounds anti-Semitic if I say it. That's okay. It's Morde- It's uh, Mordechai Schindler. Schindler, first of all. Wow. Um, but then they, they just like leave him at bag check. Uh-huh. He's just rotting. So, uh, Joe, why don't we get into the movie from the top? And I just want to say it's a great sign that this movie was only available in standard def 4x3. Yes. <laughs> great a sign right away. And Joe, um, real quick. Mm-hmm. So the movie ends filmed in Israel. Do you know where it starts filmed? Chicago. No. This movie was made completely in Israel. Shy town is in Israel. It's like yeah. a part of Tel Aviv. That's I guess wild. so. Yeah. Well, I, the reason I say Tel Aviv is that's like the only super developed city 
So yeah, it had to be Tel Aviv. It's got to be Tel Aviv. Yeah, it says it was shot entirely in Israel between May and August 1992, and the second half was all in Jerusalem. So Chicago's, yeah, it's probably Tel Aviv. They probably found a street that they could, uh, you know, corner off. And I thought it was weird because there's like, uh, like dividers in the middle of the street that I don't remember seeing those types of dividers in America, like almost a roundabout type thing. Interesting. At the end of, so yeah, it must have been that. Must have been could have been Tel Aviv. That's fascinating. I guess that makes sense when you got like a small budget. You don't want to fly from Chicago to Israel and back. Yeah, you don't want to get set up in Chicago, fly to Israel, get set up in Israel, and then fly back. You can just get everybody out there and get it going. Get and it's done. And so, Joe, it's it starts like every great movie with a yellow scrawl across black background. Well, one of the greatest movies of all time, Jeff, in a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is Hellbound. But yeah, they took Star Wars and just uh, changed the font a little bit. They made it a little fancier. And took the stars out of the background. Um, so it says, the legend says, when time began, the soul of darkness was thrust into the depths. Its evil split from the light of humanity to be called forth in times of weakness and despair. Satan's emissary, pro Satanos. Pause. <laughs> yes. Pause. Pro Satanos. Joe. I studied a lot of history. Uh-huh. I was studied a lot of, you know, s- since Christianity had existed. I was like, Prosotanos. I was like... But did you study theological history? <laughs> I was like, there's no way that that's something real. And guess what? But you looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up. And also, it's not real. And also, it just... If you look at it, it says pro-Satan. Correct. So, pro-Satan. Good job. He's, he's pro-Satan. As opposed to the... Uh, uh, Christ figure of this movie, Con Satanos. <laughs> <laughs> Con Satanos. <laughs> um, All right. So continue. Pro Satanos. Pro Satanos would prowl the earth, searing all before him with fire and blood. Let's stop again. You can sear somebody with blood? <laughs> I put sear with blood? Question mark. <laughs> Okay. I think uh, this is so we've all done this where you're writing a paper and you go through and you're just like really bleary and you're like going in and editing and the second halves of sentences and clauses that you had don't necessarily match on with the first half. Right. And I think that's what happened here. They're like fire and blood. And then they completely forgot about searing the earth. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is why you proofread. Um, from the West, a shining night beneath the banner of the lion. Mm-hmm. would come to vanquish and bind him until the chains and holy seals were broken by simple, greed-driven men. Hellbound. <laughs> it has the uh, tacky fire title text. Joe, Joe, you mean over the, the dirt mound? Text. Jeff. A, Joe. <laughs> Think it looks like you're looking into a window that spells hellbound and there's a fire behind it. You know, it's, it could have been okay if it wasn't on the most boring background I've ever seen. Just dirt. It's like yeah. a, a dirt pile. That's true. I was going to say, jokingly say it's the best special effects in this movie, but it's the only special effects in this movie. That's right. Um, no, there's other special effects for sure. Like what? Well, they have all those cool masks. <laughs> <laughs> Masks aren't special effects, Joe. Well, they have explosion. They have a whole explosion oh. at the end. Oh, they have no. Prosotanos can apparently turn invisible. If you remember on the train, they had Prosotanos turn invisible. And at the end, 
Oh, yeah, like, right. Gets yeah, shot just, at or looked at, and he just goes away. Just Anywho, did. we'll get to Spoiler. all that. Spoilers, Joe. We'll introduce you guys to Pro Satanos later. Uh, first, we're going to introduce you to Aaron Norris, because as you know, Chuck Norris stars in this film, but Aaron Norris made it happen. Is that his brother? That's his little brother. That's amazing. I yes. did not even make that connection. Oh, you didn't? That was the oh. first thing I noticed. I'm stupid, Joe. <laughs> So anyway, Aaron Norris has actually done a whole ton of stuff. He was a uh, stuntman for Ant-Man later in his career, but he also basically directed and wrote and uh, produced almost all of Chuck Norris's movies. Well, yeah. And then um, there's another Chuck Norris connection here. Uh, Sherry Wilson, who plays what's her face in this? Uh, Leslie uh, yeah. Hawkins. Is it Hawkins? Yes. Yeah. She was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, like, no way. That's why they yeah. had that chemistry. Yeah. So, yeah. There's it did a, feel like they had a chemistry that the audience was supposed to know about. But, like, you and yeah. I are too young to even know. We're like. Yeah. Like, Walker, Tech, I've seen I've seen three or four episodes, maybe. But. Yeah. Weird. Um, real quick. Richard the uh-huh. Lionheart. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Real guy. Went on a crusade. Got the date wrong. Not going to worry about it. Okay. So, it didn't happen in 1186 AD. No. Uh, where some sort of crusade is happening. I said, of course. Uh, lion banners, I think. Although they're weird looking lions. They got like long dragon bodies. Yeah, that's just oh, 12th century lions. That's just how they, how they looked. That's how they looked back then. They were part dragon. They didn't know what lions looked like. <laughs> Joe, so that guessed. happened a lot. <laughs> where they guessed at what an animal looked like. They guessed it's. They'd seen like, you know, images of heads and stuff, but they'd never actually Dude. seen the bodies. That's how it happened back then. Is that the truth? No, dude. So what would happen is like uh, there's really funny ones. You look up like taxidermy where Mm -hmm. a king will like go to the like the northern French king would like go down to the Mediterranean and kill like a fox Uh or some other animal that didn't exist in the northern part. And he would bring the body back to get stuffed. And the person would just kind of like have to guess how this animal looked when they were alive. And they look insane. (laughs) It's great. So, so, yeah, they would just guess at, at animals a lot of the time. They have the legs on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we got those line banners. We also get to see uh, that the music was done by George Clinton. Are we sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a different George Clinton. Because I noticed that, too, and I immediately was like, that can't be the same George Clinton. No way. It's like fucking religious uh, uh, holy music. <laughs> it's like... Well, to some people, you know, Funkadelic is religious <laughs> holy music. That's true. Um, so we've got some kings, or we got one king, actually. We got knights, we've got soldiers, and we've got a priest. And they all enter some dark temple underground. Joe, this took forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty long march. For forever. Oh, I said this. They march valiantly for minutes until they're stopped in their tracks by... A stone cross on the wall. That's right. So literally like five minutes worth of marching. And then they come to a direct halt in front of a wall. <laughs> like with a, with a cross on it. Well, the best part is they get off the horse. They're like, where is it? They're like over right. here. He's like, oh, perfect. The wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a bald guy with long hair that we get introduced to. And he is getting ready to kill an infant for his god. Possibly to bring the apocalypse. Who knows? Um, so the soldiers pry the cross off the wall with their swords and they enter 
Did you see when they were prying the cross off the dopey soldier they cut to? There was like one guy who was looking stern and then one guy who looked like he was like uh, Chuck Norris's nephew that they said he had to be in the movie. And he was just like, uh, like he just had this like blank stare, like wide open, like, what are we doing? Wait, he was one in the background? Like, he was, they shot, they they panned to him. They showed two soldiers. One was this like guy with like a steel resolve and the other guy, I think he was supposed to be like odd taken in, but he just looks like an idiot. That's nice. Um, Anyway, they pry this cross off the wall to enter a very long hallway. (laughs) Yep. Very, very long hallway. Um, uh, The king and the soldier. Oh, no. We find out that the baby is the prince. The baby that uh, this bald guy has. Yep. And Uh, he's going to do a little blood libel, Joe. A little bit of blood libel. (laughs) We'll we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) Uh, the king and the soldiers announce themselves. Pro Satanos lowers the gate because they've stupidly announced themselves, uh, either with his powers or his minions off screen. It's very hard to tell. It's really difficult because it's like he just kind of like gestures like he was like, hey, can you flip that switch for me? <laughs> <laughs> and then it falls. Um, he does an evil laugh, but keeps the sword hovering over the kid forever. Long enough for the king to order an archer have him line up a shot and fire. Yeah, which back then did, took a took a while. Took a little bit of time. Yeah, certainly longer than it takes to bring a sword down. Yeah, and um, he said that he was uh, doing it in the name of fear, hate, and destruction. I think that's supposed to parallel the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father's, the Father, Son, yeah, the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very well could be. Uh, Pro Satanos is shot twice in the heart mm-hmm. with the arrows. And you're to blame. Me? Yeah, you give love a bad name. Oh. <laughs> you walked right into that Quite one. Quite the though. setup. I'll be damned. I thought you were going to go for a Jew thing, but you went nope. for the weird 80s reference. <laughs> uh, the king and the soldiers break down the gate, and they fight hordes of these minions. I, sh- I say hordes. They're like five of them. Yeah, there's like five, and I'm convinced that there's only two. I have a a new conspiracy theory that sometimes they just run the same guys out. That's why they don't show people's faces, and there's only like two of these guys. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, one guy gets bashed with a torch in the in the head. Yes, he does. Uh, and then we find out these minions have monster faces, which never comes back until the very end when we see Prosatanos's real real face. But it's like. <laughs> Is, are they demons? Are they are they humans perverted by Satan? Are they something else? Are they like are they fallen angels? Like what are these things? And if they're demons, how are they so easy to kill? Yeah, they should have some sort of powers, but they're just like they're they're, they're just deformed dudes. <laughs> they're putties from Power Rangers. That's all they are. Right. Um, Pro Satanos always laughs before or after he shows off his superhuman abilities. I noticed that. Um, he throws two men back while pinned to the ground and then yanks the arrows out of his heart. And then he gets stabbed in the back by the priest. Mm-hmm. We are with a, with a cross like sword sort of thing. Question. <clears throat> he like puts his thumb across the baby's forehead. Mm-hmm. Was he, was he doing a Simba? Was he going Simba like Rafiki or could be because then he really creepily does it to Leslie's lips later in the movie. Oh, God, he does. 
He's like rubbing water. I don't know if it's like unholy oh, water. Could be, I know there's could holy be. water, but is there unholy water? Is it just piss? <laughs> holy, <laughs> just rubbing piss on this kid. <laughs> well, holy water is just water that was blessed by a priest. So I yeah. like to think that like there's two buckets of water and a priest does a blessing over the other one. And the other one, he's like, ah, he, like spits in it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got your holy water and your unholy water. <laughs> we got both out of the way. Moving on. Uh, so, don't get these mixed up. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, keep them separate. <laughs> separate rooms. Uh, Pro Se- oh, he reaches Pro Satanos for a scepter, but the king yanks it away just in time. And Prosatanos is confined in a tomb while ranting about the Bible, says he will return, that it is uh, foretold in the Bible. Yeah. He says, look to your Bible. This is only the beginning. Look to Revelation. Which, look, by, by the way, guys, it's not in there either. <laughs> it's not yeah, in, well, he's not in, in there. there either. Yeah, he's not in there either. Um, and I haven't read the Bible. I just know that. <laughs> I've read half of it. I've, I've read the good parts. <laughs> um, so the priest inserts four swords into the corners of the tomb to lock in Prosatanos. The king smashes the scepter into nine pieces, which is, quote, the source of his power and the channel of his vileness. And one guy was really mad about it. He's like, what are you doing? Stop. Priest. Stop. Yeah. The, the, oh, is the, that was the priest? Yeah, the priest gets really worked up into a tiffy, and he does not want the king to smash the sword. For some reason, or smash this uh, scepter. Scepter. Well, we find out later it's the one thing that can kill Prosatanos. Yeah. So what? Oh, that's why. Yeah, I think so. But then why but, they lock him in the tomb? <laughs> here's okay. So in all these movies where there's some ancient force that has some sort of talisman or something that can either summon it or control it or whatever, you see this a lot. Yeah. Some ding dong in the 12th century or the 10th century is always like, let me just break this into pieces and then spread it around the earth instead of let me melt this down. Well, because back then you couldn't take fucking flights all over the world in a day. (laughs) Well, I mean, just like he takes it, you know, he goes and there's going to be a blacksmith in the closest town to have him melt the gold down into a bunch of rings or whatever. And then he can never use it ever again. That's right. Is that this is, not Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it is Lord of the Rings. God, Joe. Did I should just write a, say Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I should write a book about this. Maybe call it, call it The King of the Circles. Yeah. Uh, the Circles Made Out of Pro Satanos' Staff, but maybe a little shorter. I'll make I'll start I'll make the uh, extended universe, the Hellbound extended universe, the H E U. Yeah. The H B U. H-E-U. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so that makes sense why he would be so mad. Um, they seal him in the tomb, though. And then they leave. They bury. They, like, bury the tomb. Aren't they told to, like, cave in the tomb or something? Yeah, the the entrance so that people can't get in there easily. Yeah. Uh, but 1951, two guys get into the tomb super easy. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of, like, poke a hole in the ceiling crazy how easy it is to get in really yeah a couple tomb raiders not the hot kind that's right um one of them well speak for yourself jeff uh (laughs) one of them unlocks a sword and a demonic because these are gold swords they're steel swords with with, like jewels in them 
Yeah, they look perfectly kept. <laughs> Did you notice this? They're so shiny for They're stuff. incredibly shiny. Yeah. Buried for 700 years. Um it's ridiculous. So, yeah, everything else is dirty and shitty looking and these things super stand yeah, out. Yeah, like covered in dust, but it's like somebody comes in and just polishes them once a day. Once a day. Yeah, keeps it tidy. Um so they unlock this sword and a demonic howl is heard, which is probably a red flag. I'd probably stop my course yeah. of action at that point. <laughs> I think I'd just slip it back in there, slowly climb back up the <laughs> I, rope. I'd put it back and be like, I'm so sorry. I'd like pat the top of the, the thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why don't we just forget this ever happened? Go our separate ways. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. Uh, they crack open the tomb to see what's inside because those gold swords are so valuable. So, I mean, what's inside the tomb must be insanely precious. Yeah, and there wasn't some sort of supernatural ominous warning in the form of a loud exaltation or anything that four just happened. Four of them. Yeah, that just <laughs> happened. they pull out the four swords. Um, so the guy, one of the guy, I say guy one, reaches in and gets his arm, he gets grabbed and pulled in. And then he gets arm stabbed through the heart. <laughs> it was awesome. That part was, I was like, oh, when I saw that, I reflexively, it was like I was, uh, I was Jackson in this movie, the way I reacted. That's right. You were Lieutenant Jackson. Um, so, yeah, he gets arm stabbed through the heart. Guy two tries to escape by climbing up the rope. He does not make it, gets killed off screen. Now we're in Chicago, present day. Which is Which 1994. Is, I was going to say, it's great. Whatever day it is, that's what day. I, I love when it says present day, because it's like, well, I'm watching this movie 25 years later. So is this 2020? Where's all the cell phones? That's right. Um, so Norris tosses a guy to the ground, Chuck Norris himself. And he says, who's your supplier? The thug says, you can't do this. You're a cop. Norris says, oh, yeah. Well, watch this, you little piece of shit. And then he fires a gun. <laughs> he would have shot this informant in the head if Jackson had not moved the gun. Like, it, he wasn't bluffing. No he hesitation. pulled the trigger. Yeah, oh, totally. he pulled the trigger. That was not planned. <laughs> oh. Like, I, it happens almost instantly that Jackson shoves his arm out of the way. It's like, yeah. there was no way to plan that out. Yeah, if Jackson, like, stumbled for a split second, brains on the pavement. Easily. Um. So anyway, he fires the gun. Partner knocks the shot offline. Uh, Norris's name is Shatter, and the partner's name is Jackson, but he looks like a lost member of Millie Vanilli. Yes, I said it's it's mop dreads, like the real long, thin braids, and just a ton of them, just all over. Yeah, Millie Vanilli looks like a mop. Baggy sweatsuit. Yeah. yeah, which the fashion in this movie, Trey Magnifique. Perfect 90s. Delicious. Yes. Uh, Jackson is the reasonable one. He won't let Shatter blow Jaybird. That's the, the yeah. guy's Jaybird's head off if he gives up his supplier. That's how he's playing good cop. And he's yeah. like, look, I won't let this guy kill you. He's like, why don't you tell you me what I need to know? He's like, I literally, okay. He's like, let me level with you. I'm not playing good cop. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's legitimately insane. Yeah. We're not doing a thing here. He, you saw him pull the trigger on that. He, we you couldn't saw have planned that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shatter says, time's up, draws his weapon. Jaybird <laughs> squeals. Yeah, yeah, time's up after like 15 seconds. Yeah. He's like, I just want to shoot this guy in the head. Getting getting <laughs> information is secondary. Get Nancy here. Uh, but Jaybird squeals, and then he runs off. And then uh, Jackson Shatter high five. 
because it's their little good cop, bad cop. This is Chicago's version of good cop, bad cop. Can't imagine why there are so many homicides there. No, not at all. That definitely makes me want to go talk to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anywho, uh, we go to a hotel room and there's a hooker and she cracks her neck super loud. And Dude. I imagine that's pretty common in her line of work. <laughs> that sounded so good, though, when she cracked her neck. Like, you know how, like, when you see somebody on TV yawn, you yawn, yawn? When I see somebody crack a body part, I, like, instinctively go to crack it. I was, I was so jealous with how, like, thoroughly she cracked her neck. That was a great crack. That was practiced cra- neck cracking. <clears throat> well, I mean, she's a hooker. She does know a lot about crack. Correct. Um, <laughs> so she recommends her shrink to her Johns. I'll pass. Yeah, <laughs> it's clearly not working. <laughs> Who's getting shrink advice from a prostitute? Not me. Um, it's Pro Satanos, Jeff. Yes, in Chicago. Yeah, he's or is he Pro Satanos? And even his superpowers can't prevent him from paying for sex. I know. Well, <clears throat> the the my, the joke you hear about prostitution is like you don't pay him for the sex you pay him to leave and i'm like he is not getting his money worth if that's what he's paying for because she is just like hanging around (laughs) she's she's setting up shop in his life she's sassy she like yells at him when he turns off the tv jeff we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) so jeff um i was she's watching uh a playoff game and an nba game I spent so much goddamn time and I never came back to it. It's the Spurs on TV. It has to be. They're in black. Oh, I just figured it was a generic uh, basketball. Like they didn't actually license any NBA stuff. Okay, maybe that's it. Because Jeff, I peeled through basketball reference looking for a Spurs player with the number 44 on their back that played in the early 90s in the playoffs. I did not find him. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Joe, but it would have they if it was the playoffs, it was the Bulls played the Trailblazers in 2000 or 1992. Yeah, but this was the Spurs. Yeah. What was the number? Uh, 44. It's not on there, Jeff. You're going to waste. A, we're going to waste a whole lot of this podcast. if you are going to look for it. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Jeff looks up early 90s basketball players podcast. <laughs> no, your your explanation makes a hell of a lot of sense. I wish my brain went there first. I was like, these, this is generic. But it looked so much like the Spurs uniforms. I was like, who? And then who were they playing? Because I could not tell the other team, but they were probably other generic uniforms. Yeah, it was, it was just uh, stock footage, my guess. Correct. Anywho, uh, I take it back. This girl's perfect. She's beautiful. She cares about a man's feelings. And she focuses on teams outside of her conference. That's when I thought it was the Spurs. And this is Chicago. Nope. That's the Bulls, Never. baby. Uh, Pro Satanos turns off the TV like a jerk. He legit. Oh, it's <laughs> the worst takes, thing he does in this movie, Joe. Of course. Uh, but it legit takes the hooker a few seconds to go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she's not the quickest. Wait a minute. Uh, Jackson and Shatter walk down the street. Jackson wants to know uh, what's going on with his game two Bulls tickets. And Shatter says he's working on it. Just this is the finals. He's just like, hey, give me my tickets. Where are my tickets? Give me my tickets. And it's like, dude, calm down. It's the Bulls finals. Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, I'm a street cop. I got to pull a lot of strings here. Yeah. Um, Would you believe the supplier is that two bit pimp spider? I would, Joe. <laughs> uh, I always knew 
that it would be Spider. Ever yeah. since I first saw Jaybird, I was like, that guy is locked in with Spider. Jaybird, that guy hangs out with Spider all the time. Yeah, they're always smacking around hookers. Uh, they come across a pimp. I don't know. Is it Spider? Is it supposed to be Spider? Yeah, it's supposed to be Spider. Okay, they come across this pimp who we'll call Spider. He's slapping a hooker around. Um, Jackson goes over to break it up. Shatter, meanwhile, sees a car drive up to a motel and two mysterious men step out and enter the motel. One is holding a bag. Is it anti-Semitic for me to say that they look mysterious? <laughs> They're Jews. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Jackson pretends to be a stoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're at two joke. Non-visual, so no one will get it. Yeah, nobody knows. Um, anywho, Jackson pretends to be a stoner, asks enraged pimp, uh, with a bodyguard for a joint, which is an insane plan. <laughs> Ridiculous. I wanted to see, like, what if he handed him a joint? What was the plan? Jeff, imagine, like, being in the tenderloin and being like, like, I'm going to pretend, I'm going to go ask this pimp who's murdering his hooker, basically. If he has any, if he has a joint. If he has some weed. Um. Anywho, he kicks him in the balls, though. Jackson kicks him right in the balls. Yeah. Uh, the bodyguard reaches... Do. As you do in these movies. This is the good cop, by the way. <laughs> right. Then the bodyguard reaches for the gun. Enter bad cop. Shatter points a gun at the head of the bodyguard and cocks it. And then this takes his really gun. wants to blow some brains. <laughs> he just wants to kill someone. He just he wants, wants to shoot to someone. Brains everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's never seen the inside of a human skull before. And he but he's to. he's going to tonight. He's, he's going to tonight. Um, Shatter says, you don't need that. Bodyguard says, I don't need it to kick your ass. Shatter says, is that right, tough guy? You're really that tough? Let's see. And then he uh, lets him hit him a few times before he just rears back and knocks him in the face. But hold on. This is the second time in the first, what, 10 minutes of this movie where we hear a loud neck crack. Because when when, uh, Shatter has his gun on the, the goon's face, he turns his neck with the gun like pushing on his nose and you hear like, Oh my God. I think what's his name? Aaron Norris. I think he's got a thing for neck cracking Joe. That was a callback. (laughs) Two minutes before. Um, anywho, we then go back to our hooker. Wait, no, Joe, he said the best line. Oh, I'm sorry. You call that a hit. And then he just like hauls back and punches the guy and he flies over the car. The short way. He doesn't go hood to, Right. Oh, just over the hood. Over the hood, yeah. And he goes, you call that a hit? That's a hit. This is a hit. You call that a knife? That's a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hooker invites Pro Satanos to bang her in the shower for 50 bucks extra. It's the add-ons. It's how they get you, Joe. It's how they get you. They get you locked into a plan. And then they just start adding stuff on. Used to be free. Used to be free. (laughs) Uh, two mysterious guys knock and enter the room. It's a Mr. Krieger and a Mr. Schindler. And I know where you're going with this. And I'll stop you right there, Jeff. It's tempting. But as your peer <laughs> and as your friend, I suggest you you uh, avoid it. But I'm Jewish, so I'll say it. It looks like Pro Satanos was at the top of Schindler's list. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Anyway, now we can move on. Yes. Uh, Schindler hands Pro Satanos the crown of a scepter, uh, which was entrusted to him. Then he stabs Pro Satanos in the heart. Which is not a good business practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the money first. Yeah. Um, he's been seeking Pro Satanos for 30 years and knows how to kill him. But he probably should have taken an extra couple months to fine tune things. <laughs> probably because it didn't work out. Didn't work out the way he thought it would. Uh, Pro Satanos wakes up with gecko eyes and calls Schindler rabbi. Uh-oh. How did he know? Because he's a gecko. <laughs> he's a gecko. Maybe his gecko eyes see through clothes and he saw you circumcised. That's right. <laughs> um, other cops arrive on the scene of the pimp beating. One cop asks Jackson about those bulls, bulls tickets. Who, Dude. Lay off the Bulls tickets, guys. <laughs> they all they want really, Bulls tickets. They love the Bulls. Uh, no, actually, no. I'm sorry. I got this wrong. He asks Jackson about the Bulls game, and then Jackson's like, hey, wait a minute. We got to get out of here and catch the last half of the game or whatever. Forget tracking down Spider. We're done <laughs> with that. It's the Bulls, baby. It's the, not, it's the early 1990s Bulls. Yeah. You, I mean, this guy will be out here smacking his hooker around tomorrow. We got to go see Jordan, Pippen. James Worthy. The mayor understands. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor will understand. Uh, Pro Satanos gets up and yanks a sword from the heart. And then Kalimaz the rabbi. Dude, he Kalimaz him so hard. And then laughs and rips it out of his chest. And it looks nothing like a heart. It looks like an old potato. You ever let a potato <laughs> with, sit for like three months and start sprouting tubes. stuff? And they glue tubes to it. They're like, make it look like a heart. And they're just covered in fake blood. <laughs> yep, that's correct. Um, so the hooker walks in. Uh-oh. She screams. And then Pro Satanos gives a look like, whoops, you weren't supposed to see that. And kindly asks her to leave through the window. Which, that's his move. He loves shoving people through things. Through windows. Yeah, he that's, that's Pro Satanos' move. I do say later, because he kills another guy by a window, I'm like... Well, so if you're just not standing by a window, you're safe with this. He guy. just shoves you. Or if you're on the first store, first floor, he like throws you out a window and you're like, ow, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that sucked. Um, she lands on Shatter and Jackson's car. Um, but she's alive somehow. Somehow. Yeah. We've, I don't know how. <laughs> we've clearly seen in shit. these movies. Yeah. That she should be dead. She looks dead. He's like, he goes to feel her pulse and he's like, she's alive. I'm like, no chance. <laughs> she doesn't move at all. Maybe she's related to uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes and Glimmer Man. Yeah, but Keenan's like, ow. You know, he's uh, like grabbing his neck. This girl's dead. <laughs> she's just like not moving. That's fair enough. All right. I don't Maybe think she's related to, to Dom. Dom, <laughs> he thought Dom was dead when he got, he fell out, you know, when he, Flipped the charger, attaching the grenades to the helicopter. Is that right? That would happen. Which one is this? Was, uh, seven? Eight? Eight. Eight. Yes, that's eight. Yes. What, time flies. Anyway, um, I don't think he knows how to check a pulse. Like, 20 bucks says he just put his fingers on, on the top of her shoulder. On the top of her. He's like, uh, no pulse. It's like, um, your fingers are in her nostrils. He's like, yeah, but I'm not getting a pulse. <laughs> not feeling any air going in and out. Yeah. Uh, so Shatter runs up to the hotel room and confronts Pro Satanos in the dark. 
Pro Satano says, leave now in demon voice. He's got a demon voice. Uh, leave now and I'll let you live. And Shatter says, you're all heart, buddy. Which, by the way, who fucking that's, that's who not said a that? Saying. The wrong phrase. That's what I said, too. Yeah. It's, uh, what was the, what's the right version of that? It's uh, Well, there's all hat, no cattle. You got a lot of heart. That's the line. Yeah. But they say you're all heart like anyone has ever said that. Um, Pro Satano says, speaking of hearts, and then slow motion throws the heart. At Wait, him. what? Be all heart is a UK phrase. Be all heart? Yeah. So if you say somebody's all heart, that's a UK phrase that sarcastically means they're the way that Chuck Norris used it. Oh, okay. Norris doesn't know UK phrases. Dude, all Chicago cops do a stint in Bristol. <laughs> Their first stint? Yeah. Did you Bristol, train in Bristol, York, uh, Cambridge, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. You're just doing anything you can to not say London. <laughs> Central London. There you go. <laughs> um, Shatter shoots Pro Satanos twice in the chest. But Prosetanos is a demon, so he survives. Uh, throws Shatter through a door that Jackson is on the other side of, and then he disappears. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the best part is uh, when Jackson gets up, he's like, "Did you see him?" And he's like, "I was let. You were on top of me with a door, like." And it's dark as shit. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackson thinks there's a perfectly rational explanation for the dead hooker, bulletproof, super strong guy. And the, oh, shit, his heart's gone. <laughs> Dude, it, you're being really unreasonable. This is all easily explained away. Right. It's a demon. It's a demon. Yeah. We, we Yeah. Uh, Shatter points out the heart on the floor, and we get another, oh, shit, moment. Yeah. Ster- stereotypical early 90s African-American move. Yes. Like I said to Joe, it was like he was on the porch in Friday. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That was they just his pulled him off the porch and made him a detective. Uh station we're back at the station uh or we're at the station for the first time and we get introduced to the most androgynous police chief of all time who is chewing out shatter and jackson but mostly jackson for his attitude for his attitude and i think we know what she means (laughs) yeah she probably used the phrase uppity right (laughs) she probably said that but yeah, she's just laying into Jackson because he's not like crying. Like I don't even know how this started. Like because how this he showed up late. To yeah, the, I have no idea what he did wrong in this <laughs> at all. Because he stayed with the civilian who had fallen out of the window. Right. <laughs> um, the man with the missing heart is a rabbi. His name's Mordechai Schindler. I'm just gonna. I definitely didn't write LOL next to his name. It's good, Jeff. I would have to report you. It's growth. I'm doing growth, Joe. It's good. You work on yourself. Uh, Mordechai is a historian, we find out, beyond being a rabbi. Um, Jackson just has the evidence in a paper. Oh, then uh, they leave. So yeah. he leaves oh. the the um, chief's office and they go to their own desks. And Jackson hold on, just... Hold on real quick. Before we get to the the worst evidence bag in history um (laughs) they're like they're panicking like borderline panicking shatter is because they can't find the the bullets the rounds yeah because he's got to like log them and it's like well 
let's see, you put two in this guy's chest and he ran away. Uh, it was dark. There's not much mysterious or mystery here if he was wearing a bulletproof vest and they got embedded in the bulletproof vest. There's an easy right. answer here. But totally. he's like, he's like, oh, my God, where did the rounds go? Like if he just does like if he doesn't if he just thinks like a cop, like he's like, OK, so I shot this guy. He didn't go down. Rounds are bisting. Must be embedded in a bulletproof vest. But he's just like, oh, no. Well, so what I'm thinking is the way I heard it, which still makes no sense, is that like internal affairs is wondering what the fuck happened here. And they're like, you guys need to find these bullets if your story is real. But they could be in the vest. They would be in the vest. Yeah. I. Who knows? Um, anywho, Jackson has the evidence in a paper bag <laughs> that looks like lunch. He just drops it on his desk. That like, um, And then he just opens it up. And it's a big uh, like grocery bag, like a paper grocery bag. Well, it looks like he got like subs. Yeah. Stuff Depot. <laughs> and then he just starts pulling out the evidence. No gloves. No. Nope. The evidence isn't tagged. It's just. Dude, I, I just said this. I said this in here, too. Um, yeah, it's just out in the open. No one's asking questions about it. Evidence doesn't need it. No, it's just. Yeah, it's just hanging out. Uh, there's two sets of fingerprints on the scepter head. The rabbis and an unidentifiable person. We well, now there's out. three. <laughs> right. Chuck Norris. Uh, Jackson accuses the rabbi of having a threesome with a demon and a hooker and being greedy about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really the part that he's worried about is the yeah. being greedy. Um, Shatter finds a business card for a Reinhard Krieger and it has Professor Malcolm Lockley's name on it. So oh, get- I wonder who Professor Malcolm Lockley might be, Joe. Well, we'll, well, we shall see. Uh, But we get introduced to these two characters, uh, uh, mysterious characters. So they take a trip, Shatter and Jackson, to the university to meet Lockley's assistant, Leslie Hawkins. Yeah, at Marshall Mathers University. Marshall Mathers? (laughs) It's Mathers University, and all I could think of was Marshall Mathers University. Nice. Isn't there a Marshall University? Yeah, there is. We are Marshall. Yeah. That's great. Um. They immediately rate her a 12 out of 10. <laughs> so, yeah, it, um, was, it was some real nice light early 90s. Just objectification. Objectification. Norris has an oversized blue Miami Vice suit on with a black T-shirt underneath it, baby. Yep. And they show her the scepter crown, which she identifies as the scepter of Prosatanos, a mythological being present in all Middle Eastern cultures since right now. Yep, since the moment this movie began. And Joe, quick question. So this piece of scepter, it's one, we find out later it's a fake. And once you see the real one, it looks like a child. Did this it one. does. <laughs> it looks like a rattle. <laughs> yeah. Two. So, but at this time, it's evidence in a murder investigation. Mm-hmm. How do they train? To where? To Mathers University. Oh, in the bag. <laughs> in a, no, in a fanny pack. Oh, the- Jackson has it in a fanny pack. What? I yeah. didn't even notice that. Was it on it's, him? It was on yeah, his, like on his hip and he like pulls it out. It's so 90s. That is so weird. Um, Wow. I didn't even notice that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they show her this scepter crown and she identifies it. And uh, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, I said this 
Calling a demon pro Satan is one of the laziest names of all time. Like, so lazy. <laughs> so lazy. They could have come up with anything. You and I could come up with a better demon name, like right now. Uh, uh, uh pro Satanos. Balsaxior. <laughs> Balsaxior. That's a good one. Balsaxior. There we go. Joe, I have an idea for a movie. It's a demon called Bal Balsaxior. Balsaxior. <laughs> um. Professor Lockley taught her this, uh, this stuff about Procetanos. Uh, he's a mythology professor who made his name by discovering a new kind of ancient demon just now. Yeah. He, he <laughs> it's like when you discover dinosaurs. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is an ancient demon. It's always existed. Yeah, dude, can you imagine if, like, you and I just came up with, like, a myth on this show and then, like, <laughs> made a career out of it? <laughs> yeah. That's called the Ghost Hunters show. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently the staff was split into, or not the staff, the scepter was split into nine pieces mm -hmm. and scattered throughout the world by King Richard. Yeah, King Richard the Lionheart, real guy. Real dude. Yeah, uh, he was known as being uh, gentle on uh, the Jewish population because there was huge riots where they killed a bunch of Jewish people. And he was like, hey, stop that. And they're like, wow, okay. Okay, Jewish boy. Radical. <laughs> yeah. Get a load of this fucking extremist. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't know that, actually. Uh, Shatter and Leslie exchange a flirty, flirty glance, and it's one of many to come, of these flirty, ambiguous glances that we're supposed to be in on. But yeah. then you just told me before we recorded that she was in walker texas ranger yeah so that really uh um kind of makes makes me understand the like yeah it feels like we're in season three of something and i'm like what is happening like why why are you guys acting like who this? is this woman and why yeah. what is this um so anyway we're on the train by the way actually before we get to this train this movie have you noticed something first of all i think this is one of the better movies we've watched so far it's and pretty good but one of the reasons I think that, and one of the reasons I know that, is we are getting these names immediately. Oh, yeah. For every character in the movie. Characters we haven't even met before. We're getting yeah. two of them. And we're, everyone gets their name introduced immediately. Yeah, there we we know who these people are right off the bat. There's no guessing. There's the, let's let's not forget that Fast and the Furious went what a movie and a half before saying Gal Gadot's character's name. Right. <laughs> and then we saw it again in like a few of the. Uh, um, oh, what's that guy's name from from Death Machines? Marcini. Marcini. Yeah. In some of the Marcini movies. And then we saw it after in like the assignment and some of these other movies. It's like, what is so hard about getting the name out of the way in like the first few lines of dialogue? Yeah. The the Guy Ritchie movies where it's just like <laughs> where they just show it like that's all we need. Just show yeah. us. Give us the names. Exactly. I won't mind. Uh, so anywho, we head to a train and we get a priest and an assistant we're sitting there and it's actually ironic that i said this whole rant about the names we don't get names for these guys nope. <laughs> but, well uh, we don't need names they, they die pretty quick way to give it away <laughs> so anyway Spoiler. <laughs> the priest and the assistant are riding on a train and they have a box mm -hmm. and pro satanos enters the locked train cabin oh no wait um hold on the assistant feels sick and goes to use the bathroom, but he gets he drove, thrown. At, he goes to drop drop the cardinals off at the baptism. I think. There you go. 
<laughs> Drop the babies at the baptism. Yeah. Um, then he gets thrown out the window by Pro Satanos, his classic move. But if we see him, like, go to throw him out the window, and then they show the train outside, but they don't show... They don't, well, you like, hear a call. yell. You hear, like, yeah. yeah! <laughs> but you hear a crash, too, so you know it was a window. Um, and then Pro Satanos enters the locked train cabin and magically steals the priest's chain, uh, Jesus chain. That's how you know he's for he's for real. Because he has Jesus chain. Oh, he stole it. He he. It's like the uh, in the Turtles movie, the first Turtles movie, where you gotta steal it, it without getting the bells. You gotta steal the you gotta steal the priest Jesus chain without making the bells go off. That's right, and it it has no effect on him because he's not a vampire. No. Uh, he turns it upside down, which is I guess disrespectful. <laughs> and then he throws the priest out of the window. <laughs> It's his move, Joe. It's his go-to. He panics, and he's like, yeah. He's like, what do I do? What do I I do? I have no more lines. (laughs) He just throws them out the window. Oh, this is where we see those ridiculous nails. Oh, he has his, yeah. Does he have all long nails, or is it just his pinky nail? No, it's all long nails. Looking like, yeah, looking like he got, uh, you know. uh, His Flojo. (laughs) Yeah, Flojo. That's what I was looking for. Flojo stick-ons at Target. Right um so basically I, this is where i say if you're not near a window you're safe so then we're back at the station jackson we find out is a huge ross perot fan dude hot hot ross perot ref baby yeah but his mood quickly sours when he experiences a little good news bad news good news is bulls tickets have arrived for game no wait i'm sorry bad, bad news, news is yeah. that the bulls tickets have arrived for game two well, what's the good news? Good news is it's 1994, so they lose the semifinal. That's so right. Doesn't matter that he's not going. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They're taking a trip to Israel to escort the rabbi's body back, and uh, I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, they really don't need, like, I feel like there's, like, some Israeli official in America, uh, like an embassy. That could be doing this instead of two beat cops from Chicago. You drop it off on the front porch. <laughs> you drive off real quick. I think this is yours. Right. <laughs> this is one of yours. Um, but yeah. Also, why do they have to go talk to Captain Assad or whatever the hell his name is? Arad, Joe? Oh, I guess that makes... Is it Arad or Assad? Arad. Nope, it's Arad. You're right. Because uh, Assad is an Arab yeah. name. Um, but anyway... Uh, Captain Arad, I have no idea why they're talking to this guy. Why do they have to board a trip? That's an expensive plane trip. Yeah, from Chicago to Israel nonstop. Yeah, and even those shitty little motel rooms that we see them in later are surprisingly expensive. Take it from somebody who has spent time in Israeli quote-unquote motels. They're like a legit 200, like 150 to 200 night. It's no joke. And and Jackson is complaining about it too. Yeah. Right. Ridiculous. Well, I mean it's it's shitty for him, but I can't figure out why they're going. Um, the Israeli police want to question them in person. Uh, yada yada yada. Oh, they have to escort the rabbi's body back to make sure he doesn't steal from the Gentile pastors. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky. Sneaky dead Jews. Um, so anyway, they take Tower Air. Over El Al, which is a big mistake. Uh, is is that a hot hot Israeli 
play or airline reference? LL, it's the only flight to Israel <laughs> in and out. I have no idea how what Tower Air is. Um, Israel. Oh, I think that was the airport that was on what? But they had to, cl- uh, you know, it was like records, books, and air. Yeah, talking about talking about a a hot reference. You just dropped a fucking Sacramento reference. <laughs> Joe, all of our listeners are in or around Sacramento. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, we go to Israel, uh, and they arrive and immediately leave the body. So that was pointless. Uh, a cop greets them and gets them a cab to their hotel and tells them to dress appropriately when they meet chief. So a lot of demands right off the bat. Uh, this is the most accurate portrayal of Israel I've ever seen on film. Very hot, crazy drivers and flea markets everywhere is exactly how I would write Israel. Yeah. Can we talk about this music really quick? It's like half Middle Eastern strings, half like, I don't know the genre of music that Hava Nagila is, but it's like half that. (laughs) Jewish folk music? Yeah. Well, it's like straight out of like Hercules in New York style. Oh, yeah. The the chase music. Yeah. Just a lot of that sort of thing. And it just doesn't really. Or like the Borat theme music? Uh, Yeah. A lot of that, too. Um, so Israel, uh, I said Israelis know the word shitty assholes. Uh, yeah. But do you know the word Ms. Diane? Yeah, that's what I thought. You Ms. Diane. Wow, Joe. It means hotshot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Latin. No, because that's Latin for hotshot. No, you're right. It means fucker. <laughs> um. Anywho, the driver nearly kills our heroes in a high-speed chase with nobody. Yeah, he's going crazy. He's doing jumps. Joe, this is a real Dukes of Hazard situation. Hazard, I like it. <laughs> Hazard. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Uh, Jackson shits on Israeli hotels like Chicago hotels are any nicer. <laughs> and this isn't a bad hotel. No, it's not. It's it's average, I would say. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like, it's it's... It's there's nothing to complain about cops. They're not going to the Ritz Carlton, but I think he just likes to complain because then he's like, I I need to be close to the air conditioner. Like he's just whining the whole time. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten Uh, in three days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, So Chris is like, you got to eat. It's always food with you. We ate last week. (laughs) Right. We ate on the plane. Um. Anywho, they argue over who gets to sleep near the AC. Oh, but but yeah, so yeah, it'd be great if he was like, sorry, back to the eating. Uh, he's like, you ate on the plane. He's like, but I'm not kosher. <laughs> Get a meal. Um, they meet with Captain Arad, dressed like two different types of drug dealers. So you got, okay, what? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say they spe- the the chief spe- or the the guy specifically told them. You need to dress nice when you meet with the cops. And this is... They refuse. Like drug dealers? Yeah. And um, so, yes, one of them is dressed like the Miami Vice. Like, again, Norris is Miami Vice style. And then Jackson is like your, you know, street corner. Does this one, Norris has the, like, uh, like palm trees? Is that yeah. this scene? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That shirt's amazing. Um, the captain has a long and detailed line of questioning that lasts into the night. Yeah, it just keeps going. And Jackson is hungry. Yes. Uh, 
Shatter sneaks a peek at the Interpol file, which shows other murders. The captain warns them to avoid police work in Israel, or he'll bury them in the deepest, darkest hole he can find, or as they call it in Israel, an Israeli massage. Oh, Joe, nice. That's a reference to the drive. We didn't say it, but the driver says, like, Israeli drive-by or drive-through. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Did he? We, we We didn't talk about that. Did he hit that guy with his mirror? I think he kills that guy with the mirror. He's like just eating at a restaurant. And then he like was like pissed off that his passengers weren't on the same page about grabbing the Coke. Yeah. He's like, come on. This is how we steal Cokes. This is how we steal Cokes in Israel. Uh, Hotel. We're back at the hotel. Shatter plans to visit Krieger and rent a car in the morning. Uh, They confront Krieger the next morning and uh, show him the business card. And then they break into his home, which by the way, business card was in the evidence and he's just carrying it around in his, like he takes it to another country and he just carries it around. It's a piece of evidence. Joe is the scepter head too, right? Yeah. They're just like, do, 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 do. just, I don't think ever checked it into evidence. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not uh, getting no. a sense that they ever did that. Really, uh, Shatter and Jackson are there to peddle the scepter on the black market. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> One of these flea markets. That's why they got a hotel right next to the flea markets. The flea markets, as they call it in Israel, also in America. Yes. Because <laughs> he's like, well, they call them flea markets here. I'm like, I call them flea markets. It's like, bro, you've been to a flea market. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, He's like, I don't want to be near one. What's a flea market? It's like, you've been. Come on. You live in yeah. Chicago. Um. So they break into his home, Krieger's home, and they show him the scepter crown and then they berate him and both go bad cop on his ass until he runs away. Yeah. And he really does just kind of like, yeah, (laughs) just scampers. The the only word I can use is scampers. Scampers off. Uh, They try to find the University of Jerusalem where Professor Lockley apparently also teaches. Um, Shatter says, do you have any idea where we are? And they're in the car together. And Jackson says, yeah, I mean, kind of. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Is this and when he they, was tired of him going straight? They fight about, I am not entirely sure what they're fighting about here. Directions? Because yes. Shatter says, why did you tell me to turn back there? And Jackson says, because I'm tired of you always going straight. And then Joe, Shatter says, yeah. Is Jackson hitting on Shatter? Does this not feel like a lover's quarrel half the time? I, I put, things? are these guys partners in more ways than one? <laughs> Better believe it. Um, Jackson says, because I'm tired. You know what's funny? I think the movie is trying to get us to think they're both pursuing Leslie at oh. certain parts. But you so they're like, feel that they're in a lover's quarrel much more than you actually feel like they're going after Leslie in this movie. Yeah, I can see that it's supposed to be like a... Uh, like a rivalry thing, but it doesn't come off that way. No, it's it's kind of ham-fisted is what you like to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, he says, what are you all pissed off about, Shatter says. And then Jackson says, I don't like it here. I'm hot, I'm sweaty, and I'm so damn hungry, man, I can eat the south end of a northbound skunk. Was this guy a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> then Shatter says, you ate on the plane, which was yesterday. <laughs> it's at least 36 hours ago. He ate 30, like a day and a half ago. <laughs> and then Jackson says, Shatter, do you realize how long ago that was? Um, 
Jackson asks for his cut of the per diem. Shatter gives it up begrudgingly. And then Jackson calls him a control freak. Because he wants, you know, you got to have money. That's what it ruins a lot of relationships. It's fighting you about share. money. Yeah, yeah, you got to you gotta be on the same page. Yeah. Totally. Uh, the Israeli kid shows up and jumps into the car, asks them to protect him from a Palestinian kid. Jackson. Just... <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just like, yeah, it's a Palestinian kid. Dude, totally. So here's, the, they say their names. Mustafa and Desi. Okay, Mustafa, let's get real here. That's not an Israeli kid. A lion. What? A lion. He's a lion. He's Simba's dad, Mustafa. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's Mufasa. Mufasa, yeah, see. Who's the racist now? Uh, but uh, uh, Joe, uh, Mustafa is one of the names of Muhammad. And it means chosen, selected, appointed, preferred. I don't see how that is. In uh, any way, Palestinian. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So it is an Israeli kid and a Palestinian kid, because I believe Bezzy is Israeli. Yeah. Um, Jackson separates these two kids and then performs some Middle East peace with the two ruffians and boasts about his mentoring skills and then tells them to scamper off. They stole his wallet, though. Oh, no. Uh, so that's the one thing that can bring Israelis. If only Clinton had brought his wallet back. In I know. God, maybe Kushner, because Kushner has the Middle East peace plan. He's just walking around with his with his wallet hanging half out. And he's like, this will do it. He saw Hellbound. He's like, this will bring the countries together. He brings two wallets, his real wallet and the, the fake one. Yeah. And the money in it, it says the real the <laughs> the real reward is friendship. Like the money is fake. Right. <laughs> you open it up and it's like pictures of them hugging each other. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they stole his wallet and now they have to chase children through the streets of Israel. Where have I seen this before, Joe? I, I don't know. <laughs> Chasing a child for stealing oh. something from you? Oh, that's a little uh um Omega, Omega Cop. Right? Yeah. I was like, please don't let this be two and a half minutes long <laughs> of him just chasing after a child. It's it almost safe. was. Almost. Yeah. Uh, instead, Shatter catches up to the Israeli one and corners him on a rooftop. <laughs> and shoves him off. And shoots him in the head. <laughs> well, the kid the kid is dangling off the side and is like, yes. can you please help me? And he's like, well, I think you have something that I want here. Yeah, that's what he said. He refuses to pull him up until he gives him the wallet. It's like, kid, let me teach you a lesson. Nothing in life is free. Fucking ruthless. <laughs> He's going to shoot his informant in the head, Joe. This is a child. You know what? He wants to see the inside of a skull. He doesn't know how. He doesn't know when. And he doesn't God know why. Damn it. He's going to. Uh, the boy's name is Bezzy. Mm-hmm. That's what we find out. Bezzy um, Arnez. Bezzy Arnez? Is that his last name? He was married to... Lucille Ball was Desi, oh, okay. Desi Arnaz. Okay. Uh, also manages to get directions to Jerusalem U in exchange for the kid's freedom. So he's still, he's like, I saved your life, but you're going to prison, uh, Israeli prison, if you don't tell me where Jerusalem U is. Yeah, and the kid's the like, kid's don't freedom. you have Google Maps? Come on. Right. Oh, that's right. We're in the process of inventing it. <laughs> Oops. One day there'll be a thing called Google Maps. You should check it out. Uh, also pockets some money he just gave Jackson and then frames the Jewish kid for it. Yeah. He, yeah. So 
So he takes the he being shattered takes the wallet, pockets the cash, and is like, "Oh, this little kid stole your money." What a bummer! And then he brings it up later and like rubs it in again. So the plan is to let Jackson starve. Yes, <laughs> that's how he keeps him on his toes. He doesn't feed him. He's like a a, a a tortured dog. He knows if he feeds him, he's gonna want to take a nap right afterwards, and you've lost him for the Joe. mission. We've all read if you give a mouse a cookie. There it is. You know what's going to happen. He's based his whole line of cop work on it. (laughs) It's his manual. He's like, this is required reading at the academy. Give a mouse a cookie. Um, Oh, I said, uh, so he pockets the money he just gave Jackson and frames the Jewish kid, which is the perfect crime. (laughs) I can say that. Can you say, can you do me a favor and say, because the kid is inscrutable? Yes. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> you. Because he's a feisty pickpocket. <laughs> uh, Jerusalem University, we're there. Jackson is still hungry and Shatter is still taunting him about his stolen money. They find Lockley's office and Jackson steals a pastry from the front desk and eats it. Uh, Lockley's office is ominous as fuck for some reason. It's very dark. It really is. And I, what's funny is it's ominous, but it's also just a room where nobody is. Like you can peek in and be like, ooh, to most rooms. Right, but it's very dark. <laughs> it's like overly dark. Uh, they bump into Leslie again, who introduces them to Clarit, Professor Lockley's Israeli secretary. Uh, they say that Lockley is at an excavation site. And that they'll take them there. So we're headed to the excavation site. Um, yeah. So you texted me right before I saw the excavation site scene. That's when you said the professor is Prositanos. And I was like, I don't see how he couldn't be. And then. Here we go. Here we uh, go. They visit the land of Basham, an ancient city that's existed since just now. Since just now. It's the ancient home of Prositanos. Yeah. Jeff, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, it does exist, but it exists in like an Arabic country, three countries over. <laughs> Maybe that's where they went. Oh, it's in Pakistan. Oh, it's in Pakistan. Very far away from Israel. I doubt they drove to Pakistan. Well, what if they went to uh, Besham El? What's Besham El? It's what you put. It, it's a, a, uh, a sauce. It's what you put on. It's a hollandaise. Oh, really? Anyway. <laughs> oh, I a, am on one, as the kids say. We got a weird dude in a robe. Again. Here. This guy keeps showing up. Wait, was he already there? Yeah, weird dude in the robe, Jesus-looking guy. He showed up earlier? Yeah, he showed up twice when they were rolling around in Israel. Oh, okay. That's yeah, why he, I couldn't see it again. But yeah, he shows up a few times. So I guess this is like the second time. But the first time for you guys in the podcast, it's Jesus guy. <laughs> Shows up in a robe in the middle of the desert, and then they he doesn't say anything. Uh, they arrive at the site and start touching things immediately. And Professor Lockley greets them, and he's pro Satanos. <laughs> yeah, just don't even they they don't try to hide it, and they don't. Well, they do. They put sunglasses on him and gloves. They cover his gecko eyes with the sunglasses. Pro Satanos has a very distinct look, and it's like. Aging blues musician. But not all that aging, just premature balding blues bassist. Bassist is a good one. Yeah, I was thinking bassist or like uh, he's in like some in the horns. 
He could be yeah. like the trumpet guy. Nah, he right. doesn't have the the flair of the trumpet guy. He would be He's like the quiet guy of the group. Yeah, the clarinet. He does the the go. jazz clarinet. There you go. Um, yes, he has sunglasses over those eyes though. Uh, remember, Shatter fought this guy in hand to hand combat. That's the other part of this. So Shatter has seen Pro Satanos close up. Yeah, that's true. And he just stands there like an idiot. Like, well, he's not a very good cop, Joe. He's a terrible cop. <laughs> he joined the force to shoot people in the head and not do his job. He's here. He, he joined the force to uh, chew bubblegum and shoot people in the head. And he's right. all out of bubblegum. <laughs> um, Pro Satano says he doesn't know Schindler or Krieger. He also calls Pro Satanos a myth and the crown a forgery. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird that he would devote his fake profession, Pro Satanos, to uh, to being one of the f- like most infamous people on Earth, keeping a myth alive that he wishes to keep a secret. Yeah, he does says this in front of his assistant too. Like he's like, this is all a lie. None of this is real. And she's like, wait. What if I devoted my life to? (laughs) I've been working with you for six years. Like, what do you do lecture circuits about this? What are you talking about? Right. But also, what is he doing if his major plan here is to, you know, resurrect the devil and bring about Armageddon? And so he wants all this kept on the hush. Then why is he giving lectures on it worldwide? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It's a goofy plan, pro Satanos. Uh, He storms off. Yeah. And. Calls Leslie Princess, which I feels like an HR problem waiting to happen. I really think, you know, Joe, it was the 90s. Um, And this is where um, he says, I suppose you've because they're like, well, it's real. We've seen drawings of it. He goes, I suppose you've also seen drawings of Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. This pro Satanos guy has a big head about himself. He's like, you know, the famous things: Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, (laughs) Prosatanos. I'm right up there with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness, baby. Yeah. Everybody's always clamoring. Where's Prosatanos? Where's Prosatanos? Got a picture of Prosatanos. Kids, Halloween, number one costume, Prosatanos. Yep. They shave the top of their heads, and then they get (laughs) the wig going down the back. Creepy Uh, creepy gecko eyes. Get the creepy gecko contacts. Uh shatter gets a message from captain pat or actually they get those stupid lizard eyes from uh texas chainsaw massacre too there you the go. lizard glasses uh yeah. shatter gets a message from captain pat i call him captain pat that's not bad asking for a report <laughs> which what is there to report we're we're in israel we're answering questions like we lost is, the body <laughs> yeah we didn't lose the body as much as we abandoned it <laughs> um and some kid stole uh, Jackson's money. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Shatter kicks the call to Jackson. So says Jackson, you're gonna you're gonna make the call. Uh, and then he says, why? And he's like, cause I'm your superior. Uh, and he did not mean. Twice. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, oh, hey, got a little uh, doing a little white supremaciano <laughs> up in here. Uh. Shatter fights two men, so he goes to his hotel room, he fights two men, alone in his hotel room in the dark, and there's lightning, and Jackson is on the phone, meanwhile, with Captain Shatter, or telling the captain that Shatter is sick. Yeah. 
Uh, Shatter turns on a light and then resumes fighting. He can't fight in the dark, Joe. Right? Um, yeah, he's he's no Seagal. <laughs> he's got real moves to show off. Yeah, he doesn't need to hide behind things to do his moves. That's right. Quick editing and darkness. Uh, Jackson tells the captain that Shatter misses her, uh, him, um, Z? <laughs> Uh, Shatter gets some important nut kicks in and then defeats them. Uh, This fight scene is, I said, a million times better than any scene we watched last month. Norris fucking rules. Dude, he also just has one move, too, though, if you notice. He just kind of flips guys. Roundhouse kick. Oh, it's two moves. Roundhouse kick and just flips guys over him. He's a flying kick, too. And he has a backhand chop to the head. Okay. I just kept... He just kept flipping, guys. That's all I saw. He does do a lot of flips. Um, Jackson makes his way to the room, but gets knocked out and robbed for his, by his, gets robbed. Okay. Jackson makes his way to the room, but he gets knocked out and robbed by his second Jew today. This time it's Krieger. I got stopped in my tracks by my own notes. Your own, you were stunned by your own anti-Semitism. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Who wrote this? Is this from Mein Kampf? What a monster. (laughs) Why is it in my handwriting? Uh, We go back to Krieger's place. Krieger arrives. Pro Satanos is waiting. Uh, uh, He tells Krieger that the crown of the scepter is fake and then murders him. Um, There's actually a really cool shot here where Pro Satanos, there's lightning and the horns behind Pro Satanos' head. I thought that was... Next level stuff. Good on you, Aaron Norris. Yeah, Yeah. Aaron Norris did a good job there. Uh, Shatter and Jackson arrive to find Krieger dead. Then Jackson unrolls a scroll with nine names on it, and eight of these names have been crossed out. The only one left is Al Jazar. Yeah. Uh, We go to the next day. Jackson finally gets to eat. (laughs) Does he, though? He gets to order food. Shatter spots Bezzy up to his old antics and forces him to give the wallet back to the uh, tourists. And the tourist like pets the guy, pets Bezzy on the head. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it is like, a little too familiar. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's um, on the flight logs. <laughs> Massad's watching him closely. Um, so anyway, Jackson arrives. And then demands his money back from Bezzy. And Bezzy's like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about, man? And so Shatter hands the money to Bezzy and says, go ahead, give it back to him. And Bezzy hands it back to Jackson. Jackson's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is a hostile work environment. We've established he's his superior officer. And he's yep. stealing his per diem, keeping him from eating all day. This Playing is... pranks on him while he's, like, deficient of nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackson's dying. <laughs> totally. He's starting to see spots. This is the wrong time to be fucking with him. And you just know that fucking Norris is sneaking out and like getting falafel at night. Oh, dude. <laughs> just sustaining himself. Dude, Norris is, has ate like three like falafel sandwiches last night. Totally. He totally. bought one and just threw it away. Just right, so- just to <laughs> throw it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe like, this is Bez, or no, not Bezzy's. This is Jackson's. <laughs> he throws it in the garbage. <laughs> 
And then he's like, comes back. He's like, what'd you get falafel? He's like, you didn't get me one. He's like, oh, I got you one. Oh, I got you one. <laughs> it's in the trash outside. <laughs> um, Bezzy knows where Al Jazar is. So mm-hmm. Jackson will go hungry for one more day. <laughs> Dude, poor Jackson. Man just wants to eat. He's just getting dragged around Israel. Um, Al Jazar. We're there, and Bezzy says that a blind monk lives there, a mullah named Farouk. Well, we're in Palestine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bezzy waits in the car. Jackson wants to, too. Um, but uh, Shatter won't allow it. They go inside. They find the monk praying at an altar covered in candles. And this is where he says, oh, great, another weirdo. And he's like, no. Another holy man. <laughs> right. <laughs> this holy man, he's he's blind, I think, right? Blind. Yeah. He's, he's also psychic because he knows that Schindler's dead right when they come in. Well, yeah. He's, he's got a... Farouk, he's like, Schindler's dead. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he gets news items on Schindler every day. Right. He gets updated. No, yeah, no He's on the Schindler mailing list. There you go. That was a clever way <laughs> to add another word. Think you'd get it by me? Uh, he proceeds to lie about the long-storied history of Prositanos. Um, he calls him a servant of Satan who will usher in Armageddon. That's right. Uh, apparently, in the service of the Almighty, one man has the power of ten, and it does not matter which Almighty you're talking about. Just all of them. Just one guy's got the power of ten. And um, I think Farouk is Arabic for filling in the backstory. There you go. <laughs> Then he shouts, leave, over and over and over again. He's like, leave, at the end. It's more hysterical than the last. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even do it. It's just, he's like, leave, leave, leave. (laughs) Um, Pro Satanos follows Farouk to where he keeps the real scepter crown and then breaks his hand to death. Yeah, he just breaks his hand, and that, that's that for Farouk. That's it. Um, then he laughs like a fucking weirdo again. This pro Satanos laugh is off the chain. He, like, gasps first. He's like, ah, ha, 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 No, he does like that. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. But this is where we see the real one, and you realize how bad the forgery actually is. Oh, yeah, yeah, because this one, real one looks legit. Um, Shatter and Jackson hear Farouk scream, and so they go back inside the temple, and they find him dead. Jackson says they need to turn this over to the Israeli police. Shatter says they will, right after they break into the station and steal the Interpol file. Yep, some great, this movie has some great thin blue line, uh, camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Just, just no, no, uh, and, uh, I'm pretty sure this is an international incident, Joe. Oh, yeah, you think? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Israelis do not stand for stealing secrets. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jackson says, Frank, you said we were going to turn this over to the police. Shatter says, I never said that, which is gaslighting. <laughs> More abusive relationship. This guy lies so easily. Lies just come easily to him. He's this is an abusive relationship. Like this is like tell, like sociopath starving him. Gas he gaslit him with the money too. He didn't even money. try to hide the fact that he had stolen the money the whole time. So he was doing mind games there with him. It's 
The whole the reason that Jackson's there is because Shatter like told the captain like I really need my right hand man here. He's got a Bulls game by the way. It's gonna be hilarious. after giving him the Bulls tickets. <laughs> like he is a bad boss, a bad human being. Forget boss. That's true. Um, so yes, Jackson says Frank, you said you were gonna turn this over to the police. Shatter says I never said that. Jackson says what? Oh oh, so now I have to interpret, huh? Shatter says, come on, Cal. This is not the time to be. Jackson says, no, no, it is the time, Frank. I mean, look, you conned me into coming to this damn country. You've been conning me ever since we conning me ever since we got here. And now you want me to help you bust into some cop shop? Hey, man, why don't you just cut up cut off my nuts? Cut my nuts off with a dull ass butter knife. I'm your partner, man. I deserve some respect, you know? And Shatter says, if I didn't respect you. You wouldn't be my partner. Jackson says, all right. I said, wait, how does that work? (laughs) That's all he needs. He's like. They're they're laughing now? (laughs) He's like, you've been nothing but hostile to me. This is ridiculous. You're not letting me eat all this stuff. And he's like, look, man, you know that I like you. And he's like, all right, what's next? What's the game plan? What's the game plan? (laughs) Crazy son of a bitch. Well, he's, this is why he starves him. So he can't make good decisions. Right. He can't control his emotions. He's like, wait, was I angry or happy just now? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, they break in through the fire escape in the most secure country of all time. <laughs> they just climb on in. But Joe, it's the amazing heist music they have in the background. Oh, they, they have, have like, yeah, Mission it's like Impossible. Dun, yeah, Mission Impossible style, like dun dun dun. So just some great heist music going on in the background. Nice. Jackson admits he can't read Hebrew or French or Japanese. Yeah, and uh, he hates globalists, Joe. Is that what he says? <laughs> oh, no, he's just complaining about, like, internationalism and all this stuff. And he's like, Shatter, have you ever heard of uh, George Soros? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Yeah, he, <laughs> um, Shatter opens up the file, and uh, there's all of this, like, handwritten. It's like the, the actual files of the pictures of the dead holy men. Yeah. And then handwritten, like, uh, inner... Uh, um, protocols of the elders of zion like yeah. re- recapped in jackson's handwriting <laughs> and it's like rockefeller question mark rothschilds question mark Soros. arrows pointing <laughs> at each other he's like you know what this this file's on to something yeah yeah yeah. shatter's like hey <laughs> never seen it drawn out like this um shatter finds the file which has eight oh no no no, no. wait wait hold on no jackson blah blah, blah. cop arrives there's a cop yeah, it's this really... is when they do the international incident. Yes, Shatter hides while Jackson distracts the cop, uh, and then Shatter chokes out the cop. Yep, I'm pretty sure you are not allowed to assault a police officer, even if you are one. Certainly of another country. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. um, Shatter finds the file, which has eight dead holy men in it, and pieces together that they all had separate pieces of the scepter. Joe, there are nine dead holy men if each one has a piece of scepter because he killed two priests so if he has eight pieces oh that's supposed a good to... point the rabbi should be in that file yeah i was saying farouk they haven't even figured out yet oh okay yeah they don't have farouk in that file yet okay but so that's what would it is. have the rabbi yeah with the but fake they just, scepter head they just don't have farouk in. maybe he doesn't count because he's had a fake scepter head they just they they're like <laughs> the Israelis were ahead of this movie. <laughs> Look, man, great. 
Um, so anywho, uh, Shatter calls Leslie for Lockley's lecture schedule, but really he just called to say hi. He's just saying, hey, how's it going? He's just saying, sup. What you, you up? up? You up? <laughs> She's like, W-Y-D. Uh, she says she was, he was in Rome, Italy, Peru, Manila, which are all the places where the murders happened. Shatter warns her that Professor Lockley is a murder suspect. Uh, Pro Satanos appears in Leslie's apartment, reveals his identity as not Professor Lockley, but in fact, Pro Satanos. What? Why? Joe, this guy is Pro Satan. Oh. He sure is. He's also he anti-Rogaine. <laughs> this man's poor hairline um he then kidnaps her of course she made fun of his head <laughs> she just kid- he kidnapped her he's like really you should have seen this coming this is yeah this is on you <laughs> this is more on you you know you had time to get out if you wanted uh shows her his demon eyes after emerging from a well-placed shadow did you notice that he like walks through a shadow then he's got the de- he, the gecko eyes yeah, they're the double irises or the double yeah. whatever the black Pupils. part is called. Pupil, thank you. Double pupils. Uh, Jackson and Shatter arrive at Professor Prositanos's place and they search for clues. Uh, Shatter finds a framed picture of Leslie dressed like royalty. By the way, fucking creepy that he had this picture on his mantle. Of his assistant? And also, does he, doesn't he live in Chicago? I guess he has a place in Israel, too, because he also teaches at Jerusalem U. I guess. This guy's all over the place. Well, because also Leslie has a place in Israel. Man, they are caked up. They got cash. They got grants up the ass. This um, is where our tax dollars are going? To emissaries of Satan? Of fake myth <laughs> myths? <laughs> fake mythological studies departments? Um, Jackson. Okay. Uh, they call Chlorite, who tells them that Leslie is the daughter of a duke. Duke therefore, of Claymore. Therefore making her royalty. That's and right. And I don't think we mentioned this, but he needs royal blood. That's why you had the prince at the beginning. Yeah, they, they just kind of... Uh, that's when I was making the blood libel joke. That's when they mentioned the, the royal blood, yeah. Yes, it's royal blood. And she is now, we find out, royalty. Um, also, she left with Lockley to the excavation site, Leslie. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now we go to the site, and Prosatanos is up to his old tricks, trying to summon the devil by killing princes and princesses. Blah, blah, blah. He's got her tied to an altar. Uh, we get it. Ripped clothes. He's, like, rubbing water on her lips. And Jeff, I really think now someone has to call HR, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, this is over a line. It's like, you know. This feels like crossing a boundary. Yeah, this feels like it, this would if I walked in on this at work, I would definitely feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's probably a good barometer that this is probably not suitable for human resources. I would recommend training. Yeah. With the PowerPoints. I think you should do better on what you can and cannot strap your coworkers to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pro Satanos, he's there. He's rubbing water on her lips, as I said. Super creepy. Really weird. Uh, Shatter and Jackson arrive and they descend into the temple. Uh, they find Leslie unconscious, but minions descend on them and they must defeat them with a gun and roundhouse kicks. 
Mostly roundhouse kicks. Most roundhouse kicks. Uh, but Jackson does shoot a few. Uh, and then he shoots at Pro Satanos, but Pro Satanos keeps disappearing. Oh, no. Oh, wait, you missed the part where he goes, does it feel like a trap to you? And it's like, yeah, you're right. And then they just keep walking into the trap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> keep walking true. right into the trap. And there it's like they. he was like, he like walks up to a mouse trap and he's like, free cheese. This seems too easy. <laughs> and he there's, reaches for the cheese. There's a pole with a cage on the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just lowers. He's like, this looks like it could end bad for me. But on the other hand, I could get free cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a trade off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, he, uh, Prositanos is using his superpowers and disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs Jackson and chokes him, but Shatter saves him with a flying kick. He flies through the air, kicks Prositanos in the chest. And is, Jack- this when he, is this when Jackson says, get off me? I said, get off me, sucker. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, they are legit fighting, Norris and Prositanos. And I start calling him Norris down my nose because he turns full Norris. He's Chuck Norris, yeah. Um, but they're like fighting. They're like fist fighting. Him yeah. and this demon, this all powerful demon, who's ten times as strong as a human, or an average man, which means that Chuck Norris is ten times eleven as strong. times as strong. I guess so. Because he's kicking his ass. Like yeah. this is not a fair fight. Uh, Norris is killing it right now. Prosetanos then vanishes. So they try to wake up Leslie and ask her how to kill Prosetanos. Prosetanos reappears and attacks Jackson while he's tying his shoe, which seems like a cheap shot. Yeah, man. Have respect the wind. Have respect some sportsmanship. The wind. Respect the uh the tie. Uh Leslie says Prosetanos, servant of Satan, brought to earth to end it here, Armageddon, that which he covets shall prove to be his demise. Uh, we get some more man versus demon combat with and lots I, of like whoosh, whoosh, yeah, whoosh, love the sound whoosh, effect. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. sound mix is on point random slow-mo intercut in between uh the sign double team great, sign of a great double. movie there's a double team yeah right doesn't uh norris knock him over jackson's back or something yeah they learn the power of friendship just like the end of hobbs and shaw right um so Prosatanos vanishes again, and they release Leslie, and Prosatanos reappears. And Jackson says, what do we do now? Shatter says, good cop, bad cop. Jackson says, funny. I laughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leslie figures out the scepter will kill Prosatanos. Mm-hmm. So Jackson grabs Prosatanos' leg, while Shatter gets the scepter and throws it through Prosatanos' chest at 100 miles per hour. Did you notice, too, that Prosatanos, this otherworldly figure, was just kind of, like, shambling along while they were running to the scepter? Like, he was just, like, uh, uh like he was a doddering old man. Yeah, he can teleport, right? Yeah, he can teleport. Just, so what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, then he throws it through Prosatanos. Dude, hard. <laughs> yeah, like, Super not hard. it embeds it him, it goes through him, like, it sticks out the backside. Right. And it's, like, whew, like yeah. <laughs> Fucking gets it in there at 100. Um, Prosatanos yells, and the room starts descending into hell. And Prosatanos reveals his demon form. Yeah. And then explodes. Yeah, and Prosatanos looks like, uh, Joe, this is a joke you're not going to get, but he's uh, Jem Hadar Super Soldier. 
When I hit that H too hard, I hit it with an Israeli H. Jem Hadar, Super Soldier Joe. It's a Star Trek Deep Space Nine reference. Well, there you go. Where's his uh, Ketracel White? Am I right? There you go again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our heroes leave, and the scepter lays on the altar, broken into pieces again. It was their last resort. Uh, Narrator says, as it was written, from the West again. We get a random narrator pops in. I think it, it's the I think it's the holy man that keeps it is. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> As it was written, from the west again, salvation came. Two soldiers of another kind have confronted and destroyed the beast with his own weapon. So it has been done. As passed to me by my father's father, I must take unto myself the shattered scepter of the demon to scatter the elements from whence they came that near humanize that nor hum Humanized. Neither neither human eyes nor neither heavens human eyes nor heaven's light should ever f- again fall upon them. That's right. And it's Joe, the Pope guy again. Joe, his father's father tasked him with this. Is this God's grandson? Is this the son of Jesus? You think? I think it is, Joe. So Jesus came in after that crusade and like collected all the scepter pieces. Well, Jesus, that's where Jesus went. He was guarding the scepter pieces. And then he retired. Oh, actually, that would be after death. So yeah. The, the grandson was probably. Yeah, he was the one keeping collecting track of the scepter before. pieces. That's right. Interesting. Very interesting. He looks exactly like Jesus. That cannot that's, be understated. Yeah, it's so much like Jesus. They had to get some Christian. Uh, Chuck Norris was like, all right, enough Jew stuff, okay? Let's get some Christianity <laughs> in here. Is this a Norris film or is it a Norris film? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Let's get some Christianity in here. Uh, so they're at the airport for a final scene. Joe, the Bulls won. Bulls won, baby, in 1994. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> this, well, this movie was... likes to also rewrite NBA, NBA well, uh, championship history. Joe, this movie was made in 1992. But it oh, sat on yeah. the shelf because they didn't have the money to distribute it. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it was made in 92. Okay, so that's more accurate. Uh, Leslie sees Shatter off, and they're about to kiss, but they're interrupted by Jackson yelling, they won in the background. And Bezzy is also very happy. He doesn't know who they are or what's happening. He's or... just happy to still be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And Joe, they dress nicer in the scene, uh, Jackson and uh, Shatter, than they did when they went to go see the Israeli police department. So they were intentionally dressing poorly. Cause they had, yeah. That to show their contempt for Israel. Joe, this is an anti-Semitic movie. Dude, 100%. I mean, we've yeah. covered it. Like, they, they think that Israelis don't know the word shitty? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> They're not idiots. <laughs> um, so apparently, this movie, oh, I said, likes to make up sports history as well. Uh, also, why is the announcer counting down from 10? That would be fucking crazy annoying. Yeah, that, that would be too natural. much. It's not New Year's Eve. Has anyone ever watched an NBA championship game or like any NBA game? Yeah, it's it'll be like LeBron, uh, you know, at the top of the key, nine seconds. He moves six seconds. You know, he they, they just he don't takes go. the final shot up in the air and it's good. It's not ten, nine, <laughs> eight, seven. Dude, they'll be fucking intolerable. <laughs> it's like things are happening, but he's not going to tell you what they are. Right, you got to figure it out for yourself. That's not his job. His job is to watch the clock. He's like watching his own watch. Ten, nine, eight. He's not even looking at the game. 
Um, Leslie and Bezzy have to stay behind, but Jackson leaves Bezzy with an important lesson about not living a life of crime. Fortunately, Bezzy nabs his wallet again. Shatter notices. Jackson yells, Bezzy! And then we get a freeze frame of Bezzy running. That's how this demon movie ends. A freeze frame of a, <laughs> chi- a small drama. Israeli, yeah, of, of a small Israeli child running towards the camera because he stole a wallet. Right. So, Joe, what'd you think? I loved it, Jeff. I loved most of every second of this movie, for sure. Uh, I enjoyed watching it and rewatching it, which is always a good sign when I get excited to take the notes for it. Because it's really, this was the perfect movie for this month. I... I want to say it's Jason X, but you're just going to fucking hate Jason X. So <laughs> You don't know that. But, like, this movie was the best movie we could have picked. Neither of us had seen it before. No. It was funny. It was fun. It was uh, sloppy sometimes. It was uh, plenty of things to point to. But it was so fun to watch. I never took my eyes off screen. I never felt like I wanted to stop the movie. It didn't slow down at all. It just at kept all. going. I was just waiting for Chuck Norris to see the inside of somebody's head. It's all he wanted all movie. He did. So the inside of Pro Satanos' head. Oh, that's true. There you go. And he um, pulled out his notepad and checked it off. He's like, <laughs> give a little scratch that bad boy off. All right, Joe, got a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, so Jackson and Shatter in Hellbound. There are two cops. There are two pretty bad cops, Joe. Yeah. But I've got... Uh, a list of cops here. And I need you to tell me where they rank on this list. Okay. So we've got Jackson and Shatter. Mm-hmm. We've got Lefty from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we just we've, saw it. We've got Detective Ray Munts from Beyond the Law. Okay. We've got Lieutenant Jack Cole, a.k.a. The Glimmer Man. Okay. <laughs> we've got... Detective Art Fuzzy Rice, a.k.a. Nas. Okay. <laughs> We've got Lieutenant Clay Forrester from Death Machines, who never filled out his reports. Oh, oh that's right. That's Or never went to the HR meetings. Yeah, never went to the HR meetings. And we've got, of course, Bilkins, Stasiak, uh-huh. or the New Zealand cops who almost shoot Daniel Craig in Guns Akimbo. <laughs> okay. Um... Ooh. I'm surprised you didn't go with the other guy from Death Machines who didn't handcuff the guy. Well, <laughs> let okay. the Death Machine leave. I think it's what, Green? I think his name's Green? Yeah. No, Green's the boss. Green's the boss. Yeah, Green's the captain. Yeah, but Clay Forrester, he was just such a bad cop. He was, like, bad at HR. He got no <laughs> thank you letters, which was one of the things the, <laughs> the lieutenant told him. He's, yeah. He's an actively bad cop. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, I'm surprised there was no one in the assignment that ranked as a bad cop. There weren't any real cops in the assignment. That was the problem. I mean, oh, that's the, true. The closest was like uh, Monk. Tony right, Schultz and he's that. a psychologist. Yeah, he's just a police psychologist. I thought about it, but yeah, there's no real cops in that movie. That's a good point. Okay. Um, you know, I, it's tempting to say Nas's character. Or not... Not Nas's character, DMX's character. That's actually another one you missed. No, I said Detective Ray Munts. Oh, was that Ray Munts? Okay. Yeah. 
uh, beyond the law. Yeah, DMX would be up there. Well, yeah, he's a crooked cop. Because so he's, he's a crooked cop, but he's surprisingly not anywhere near the top because he's mostly confident. He's just corrupt. That's what I was going to say. He's he's not a good cop as a cop, but he's good at what he does. Yeah, I'd say he's a, a bad crook- person who's probably a decent cop. Yeah, exactly. Um, Did we did we pick a uh, Sizemore? Did you put him on the list? No, I chose Nas from Ticker. Okay, well then Sizemore has to be up there. All he's right, all right, he's all one right. of the worst cops in any movie ever. That's true. He does his plan to find the bomber is to yell at the bomb squad to go find the bomber. Yeah, I'm gonna say that he's the worst of all time, and these guys are probably very close behind. But they kind of put in their dues. I mean, they they skip the Bulls game. They go to Israel. That's Jackson, man. Jackson is the trooper in this one. That's true. He spends like a week in Israel and doesn't eat. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, they're they're pretty bad cops, but yeah, they are I, you're, cops. You're they're right. Si- Sizemore is probably the worst. I, well, we could do this podcast to the end of time and not find a worse cop than Sizemore. I'm sure we could. <laughs> All right, Joe. All right. So we've left the mis- mythical mystical land of israel behind uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> next week we're going to space yes joe it's jason x the it's jason movie, x time the movie that you have been clamoring to watch for this this podcast i have you said you said it was the reason that you wanted to do this podcast was to talk specifically about jason x yes i let it leak it's 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 fantastic All right, Joe, let's give a description for the people. In the year 2455, Mm -hmm. Old Earth is now a contaminated planet abandoned for centuries. Mm -hmm. A brown world of violent storms, toxic land masses, and poisonous seas. Yet humans have returned to the deadly place they once fled, not to live, but to research the ancient, rusting artifacts of the long-gone civilizations. Uh-huh. But it's not the harmful environment that could prove fatal to the intrepid young explorers who have just landed on old Earth. For them, it's Friday the 13th, and Jason <laughs> lives. Jeff, <laughs> I've, I've never heard a more pointless description of a movie. You would think from that description that this is like an After Earth type thing, where they're like traversing this land of poison seas and toxic air. They're on a spaceship the entire movie. <laughs> They're never on land. That's like talking. That's like go, doing aliens or alien and talking all about the, the planet that they went to, the abandoned yes. planet. But it's like 95% of the movies on the spaceship. Right. On yeah, the Nostromo. Like, yeah. Dude. But here. Yeah. IMDb has a better description. Jason Voorhees returns with a new look, a new machete and his same murderous attitude as he is awakened on a spaceship in the 25th century. That's all you need. Yep. <laughs> Ah, uh, Joe. Jason X. So Jason X is not streaming for free anywhere, but apparently it's worth it, according to Joe. It <laughs> You're is, gonna fucking hate me. <laughs> it is three dollars on Google Play, iTunes, Microsoft, Vudu, and it is not available on YouTube. Apparently, it is available on YouTube also for three dollars, or you can, it. or you can buy it for six. <laughs> we right. could combine our money and buy it and just trade off. <laughs> it would cost the same. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Reactionaries podcast. Uh, next week will be the last episode of Brawloween. And Joe, I have an audible I'm going to ask if you want to call. 
We okay. were calling November Nick Cage November. But I was I think, thinking the same thing. Don't finish your sentence. It's Norris November. It's Norris November, baby. Okay, we got a new contender. This movie made me... Because we've seen Nick Cage movies. Yes. We've seen them. We know what the deal is. And it, to be fair, it was going to be fun to like go back and like rewatch Face Off and like Con Air and these crazy, insane movies that I loved as a kid and I'm sure are terrible. But like, I don't we saw, know. We saw a whole new world in this movie. It opened my eyes. Like, yeah. I just want to watch Norris now. Yeah, I do too. And so there are some good ones in there. We'll figure out what what uh, Chuck Norris movies we can do. But yeah, Nick Cage November is dead. It is now Norris November. But next week we'll be back. And it's actually so we're, these are going to come out on Friday now. Okay. Mm-hmm. But next week it's coming out on Saturday because Saturday is Brawloween. Ooh. Or as the ancients called it, all Brawlo's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for- your Pro Satanos costumes in the uh, in the mail, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and you have a good one. See you guys.